0: okay so we are talking in real time again we are talking in real time again
1: it's january 6 2021 rare encounter encounter number 26 ascending the gradient into the point cloud i'm abel kirby and giving raspberries to pie i'm cold acid we are here once again and this is a new live son of a bitch broadcasting for the first time live what do you think about that yeah we've got a stream now yeah so uh i think it's pretty good let's plug that right at the top we got abelkirby.com stream and that's where we'll be streaming from uh i think from here on out this is the trial run we'll we'll see if this really works out and uh uh hopefully we'll be uh streaming every week at uh 7 p.m for on uh, on wednesdays that's when we re- 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 uh, record and if you want to come chat with us too we also have an irc room uh at uh zero node, so irc zero node what is it dot net and in the room rare encounter I think .net, yeah yeah. You know, we should really get that one uh squared away again zero node that doesn't say right away on it.
0: Yeah, I need I need to set some stuff up on the website for that.
1: Yeah, and we could have a link to the, uh, make, the stream. make sure
0: make sure all the trolls know where where to find
1: us and harass us. Absolutely. So I've been flailing, trying to implement numerical methods at work, and that's been all I've been doing for the last couple days, and I am just completely pissed off at it. It's it's an astronomically bad situation uh to give you some background i was working on i've got point clouds and i'm trying to fit surfaces to them in the mathematical surfaces and there's different ways you can do it you can do a least squares fit and, and all these other ways and then um for various reasons i don't really want to go into they had uh, some of the code that we were using to do this uh, just wasn't working. Uh, it, it was giving some weird answers. So I went in and I said, oh, I'm just going to try. Uh, there's a gradient descent method you can do to try. And And so the objective is I have all these points, 3D points, and I want to fit a surface to it. And so I have – I got this uh, paper online. It says, oh, here's the gradient descent method for this kind of surface. Here's the, the recipe for it. And so I typed it in, and it didn't work. And I said, wow, this is weird. And I kept going back and forth. And – You'd think that being a published paper uh, by a university, it would be correct, but it turns out after two days huh. of screwing around and trying to figure out what, how come my gradient descent method uh, always ascends into infin- infinity, it, it never converges on anything. Well, it turns out there's a minus sign wrong inside the damn paper, and it looks like it's been unnoticed for 20 years. It was published in uh, 2001, so... Jeez, louise threw me through a loop for a long time it's just bonkers so that's my uh that's what that's what i've been up to all day and actually all day last night you know i think i finally got it worked out and so i had uh this is one of these numerical methods where i'm going to process a shitload of data right it's so i'm writing a program that you, it's the kind of program you only run once you know if you you run it once and it's going to take like an hour a couple hours so i set up to run overnight and i came in in the morning and it still didn't work it's like god damn it so that's, that's where I am right now is the, I've been fighting the computer uh, gremlins all day. Oh, uh, I've been, uh, I've been fighting iOS all day. Uh, what's wrong with iOS now? There's just, a lot of things wrong with iOS. It seems that whenever,
0: but... whenever, yeah, it's just whenever <laughs> Apple seems to release a new version of iOS, I think what they actually do is go and find something that's working just fine and change the API around it just to just to fuck with everybody making apps. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Which, unfortunately, I have to do as part of my
1: job. <laughs> well, it worked. Go- it worked great before. But don't worry, we fix that. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, that kind of thing. Any, yeah. Anything in particular that got Stupid your goat? it Apple. Anything? Uh, in- the uh, not the
0: the control that's generally used for lists, the UI table view or something like that. The detail, the details of it aren't uh, aren't really worth going into. Mm. It's just, it's just been pissing me off for the last uh, couple days, trying to trying to figure out why this is not why this is not working right, and why every attempt to work around it
1: has only seemed to make things worse. Yeah. Now well, sometimes just uh, I don't think things go the wrong way. Like sometimes you're trying to go down the gradient, you end up going up it. <laughs> My God, 20 years, man. It was published. I'm still, I'm sorry. This is going to. My maps. This is going to bother me all day because it's been bothering me uh, for the last couple days. Like, <laughs> How does it go 20 years and no one noticed the minus signs in the wrong place? I was like, come on. It wasn't actually the only error. So here's the f- the first time I read the paper, I, I remember the first thing I, s- I saw there's a little summation sign, you know, where's the big sigma and it says, oh, here's the term and you're going to add all of these up and it's going to tell you something. And I looked at it, and I said, oh, it's adding up this number of—the number of things you add up is M. I looked at it, and I said, what the hell is M? It's N everywhere else in the paper. What's he talking about, M? What's this M? And so, so I'm looking at it. I go flip back and forth. I read to the end. they read to the front again. I go back. M. It's, it's a little typographical error. It's just a little detail. Like, obviously, you meant to write N, but he wrote M instead. But that was just the beginning It is actually that's still
0: something that should be caught
1: in peer review or at least by copy editor that that, what the hell that was the omen and thinking back I didn't think much of it when I when I first saw it Uh, and this is last week sometime in the middle of last week when I uh, first saw it It might have been last was that last year yeah this was last year when I saw it Um, the uh, it was just a bad omen you know. In in retrospect, that was a sign of things to come. But I don't know. Since then, we've had a lot of good things. We had the uh, the end of year uh, stream, on the no agenda stream. Yeah, that was a big party. Oh yeah, it was almost like a party. It was like a party. I eventually had to bow out. Yeah. And it was like uh,
0: getting close to three a.m. my time. I just <laughs> couldn't keep my eyes open anymore.
1: Yeah, I was out uh, right right behind you. I hit the uh, the third the third time we played Auld Lang Syne. I think that was it for me i was done so yeah so that would have been mountain time yeah 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 i was out
0: between that and uh and pacific time i didn't make it i didn't make it for the
1: bemrose's new year yeah well it's a long one on the east coast it's a long night that's a long one on it on every coast (laughs) yeah so let's see we had your seat sitter was there remember bemrose we had a I'm trying to remember everyone was there. We had Booberry, we had was Illuminati there? Maybe I'm confusing Christmas. Um Darren O'Neill, obviously, who was hosting everything. Carolyn Blaney. Yeah, was Darren like,
0: was there. Carolyn Fletcher was there. Uh Fletcher. Fletcher was definitely there. And he was actually up the whole time. Yeah, yeah.
1: As opposed to, I guess Carolyn fell on the floor? I'm still not sure what happened.
0: Yeah, it it sounds like it. Sounds like she <laughs> she either had a little too much to drink or she fell asleep at her desk and fell off the chair or something i don't know
1: Uh oh well you know what happens when you fall asleep on the new year's eve stream you get shit about it all year
0: (laughs) yep yep you're you're gonna be seeing you're gonna be seeing what fletcher had to deal with all of 2020
1: now (laughs) carolyn (laughs) oh man after that though i just took it easy the rest of the weekend like i said i had a bunch of crap i didn't want to deal with at work and so I did the thing which I uh, have been doing lately, which is watching a shitload of Strike Witches. And that's uh, mainly what I did when I had my off time. Duh. Nice. I went. You hot. know
0: that there's uh, there's a there's a short length uh, follow up on Road to Berlin that's airing this season, right?
1: Yeah, there's I'm court. gonna I'm gonna probably skip it. So. I, they're doing the canonical like the combat version of Strike which is you know the action show the prime show and then they have the uh like the spin off and it's animated a little differently and it's not uh they don't have the action in it, it's just like the uh mm, like meandering uh, you know episodes where they just kind of oh here's the the filler episodes so it's it's a filler season nothing's going to happen inside it um of any consequence and they did that right before Road to Berlin too but yeah. I'll tell you what, I went and watched the uh the original Strike Witches uh Blu-ray version I caught, I don't know, six, 6 or 7 episodes of that. That one holds up. That's still good to watch. The Gonzo one. Went and watched the OVA series. There's a OVA series Operation Victory Arrow. <laughs> My god, I thought I liked uh, Patton. They that's when the first time I saw Rommel show up in a Strike Witches uh, show. You know, Rommel the German general is uh in Africa. Yeah. Were, he, they, were they fighting? No, no. Well, he was he was a commander. They're, they're all fighting the alien, So he shows up to save the day. He flies his plane and he lands it on a, it's like, a I don't know, 30 meter plane uh, uh, boat deck. And he just like lands his plane on it. He jumps out and he pulls out like jumper cables. He goes, yeah, I'm here to save you. And he uses it to jumpstart a boat. I guess it's a boat that ran out of gas and he jump starts it. Then it, it turns on. it's just this fucking wild thing. It doesn't make any sense at all, but it's, you know, Rommel saves the day. It's great. So. You're right. It doesn't make any sense. I'm, <laughs> I'm confused just is,
0: listening to you about it. It
1: is so bonkers. Like he's So they were going to, um, there's a centipede tr- alien that's trapped in a cave on, uh, what's that Roman Island, the, the Cradle of Humanity, is that what they call it? not the cradle of humanity it's a, it's that um the island with all the ruins on it and so they have a there's a
0: yeah, which one? Alien. Yeah. <laughs> that that, that say, saying the island with all the ruins on it for for the mediterranean that that's not really uh that's not really narrowing things down at all
1: yeah it had a name and i just can't remember it it's it's a famous one um you'd recognize the name if i uh if i remember it i didn't write it down the uh the premise is, oh, we gotta pull it. They want to blow up the whole island, so they say, oh, we're just gonna uh, basically nuke it from orbit, and uh, so they don't want to do that. It's no, the only it's, way it's, to be sure. It's the only way to be sure, but they don't want to do that. So, the, on a wild mission, the Strike Witches decide we're gonna lasso this thing and pull it out with a winch, and then just as they're pulling the centipede out of the uh, out of its hole, the uh, the the boat runs out of gas. I guess I don't know. And then Rommel saves it. This is fucking great. That was episode two of the OVA. <laughs> Uh then I read them. I went off and read a manga too, which was uh, the Strike Witches. Uh, witches of the Sphinx. I think it was what it was called. Let me look at my notes. I think I wrote that one down. Yeah, Witches of the Sphinx manga, where they had land witches. I'm still not sure what a land witch is. Uh, maybe it's like a sandwich, but they uh, mm, the, sandwich. It's it's the same premise. I think they're supposed to be tanks. I think they're infringing on like the girls and Panzer uh, uh, crap with the. The tank girls but they had it was it was um rommel and Patton and montgomery the british general all fighting over who's going to be in charge of northern africa and then the uh they end up doing all this these antics in the deserts actually really fun it was only a couple of uh, volumes i think it was f- i think it was maybe four or five the, the whole thing was only four or five so it was uh actually really cool chapters or volumes volumes But they were short. Um, They weren't like hundreds of pages. So like volume one, I think, was something like 50 pages. So it's like the one volume is the length of like a quarter of a volume of, you know, normal manga. They were short. So pretty much it
0: it would all be, it would all fit in in like a a little slightly
1: oversized uh, manga volume. Yeah, they could do that. They definitely could. Uh, actually, they couldn't because the, the, what they did to pad out the page count is they published the manga, um, and that was 50 or 60 pages. And then on the second part of it, they had a bunch of stories, like short stories, um, in the back matter of it, and then, you know, other details and some illustrations and stuff. So it wasn't—the the volumes weren't short, but the, the manga content was kind of short, just to be clear.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: That was all my anime I got to. Anime, manga. Uh, I played a little more Riddle Joker, you know, as far as games go. You know, video games are, uh... Well, they change so much. Even even the visual novels. Playing this one, it's a lot different from something like Sukihime. if you... I don't know if you ever played that one, but where it has a little bit of rudimentary graphics. Even the, the illustrations aren't super high quality. You can tell it's kind of like they did, did them on the side, you know. The, uh just the I mean, way everything i think looks that was the and,
0: case for a lot of like more
1: dojin soft stuff right yeah this one though it's even now that it ha- everything has the voices and the animation there's a lot of programming inside it where they have um different loops and stuff and different um it's not just static images there's a lot of other things that go on little animations and things like that is it's just making me think Yeah, that because visual- you got the budget now yeah visual novels have come a long way even in the last, you know, couple of years. And this game's a little old, too. I think this one's a couple of years, maybe three years old now. Hmm. No? I got a game to talk about. Yeah, what do you got?
0: So, you ever heard of Descent?
1: Yeah, the old Back Descent. Back in the 90s? Descent, that was uh, the motion yeah. sickness simulator. <laughs>
0: <laughs> At least <laughs> for me, that's what it was. So. <laughs> I found it fine. Yeah, a lot. well, a lot of people seem to uh, feel that way about it. I guess the same sort of people who get... Uh, Sick on airplanes too. Is you could you could definitely do a lot more in descent than you could with a plane. I mean, total six degrees of freedom first person <laughs> shooter. So what was the original and with with map le- with maps that were actually designed in three D, not like not like the maps you had in like Doom and such, right? Yeah, where, like it's, 2D. where it's fake two D, where it's like 3D. essential it's essentially a two D map with heights, right? But mm. this is like. Well, the engine itself is it's like a portal engine. So you've got like the different you've got like different cubes that are all linked together, and and the uh, the links between them can serve as portals to decide to render the next one, or if it if it's like closed off with a solid texture sort of thing. Yeah, it was. I, uh, I like the. I actually of... caught a. I actually caught a vi- video about it today. Oh yeah, I used yeah, to. I, I was just coming across things on YouTube this morning and uh found a link for this video for this series called Children of Doom where where it looks like the the guy is like taking a different third person uh, third person or first person shooter type game uh, from like every year throughout the throughout the early '90s. Oh boy!
1: And just doing doing like a 20-minute video on them. Hmm. So does the uh, Microsoft 3D Maze screensaver count as a first-person shooter?
0: No, you don't. Have, you don't have any control over it. If it's anything, if if it if it had any sort of interaction, it would be a rail shooter
1: probably. Hmm. I'm just looking for that smiley face. That's how you know your uh, maze is over. <laughs> so back to December. Yeah. So I also. Uh, oh, I was gonna say. I think we have a delay still. Hmm. Because I keep talking over you, maybe. this time. Yeah, maybe.
0: No, no, you you were you're talking over me, and I'm talking over you. It, it it's like uh, it's like Fletcher does to to Carolyn. Except I don't have I don't have uh, I don't have a beer to to drink from whenever i do that yeah well i can what i could do
1: keep hitting my uh, cuff button every time i'm trying to talk as i just did i was gonna say i used to play a uh, descent i was trying to remember what the, the premise of that game was you're stuck in an, uh the way i remember it, it was uh you're going into an asteroid and there's mining tunnels you're flying through in three dimensions trying to get to the reactor or something to that effect
0: actually uh the moon mars uh, moons around the other planets pluto and yeah you're going you're going through the mines trying to rescue the human workers blowing up the robot the robot mining and security bots that uh, have gone crazy and blowing the main reactor of each mine so that the so that the uh crazy bots don't continue to produce more of themselves and essentially take over the solar system
1: hmm yeah it was some good stuff descent descent 2 i played some of that even descent 3 i think yeah descent 2 is really good the the third one i think is the last one i ever really saw and i i only played maybe a couple minutes of that little demo once or twice
0: yeah i i have i have all three of them and the third one was was pretty disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, I found I found it I found it pretty disappointing. I never actually continue continued past like the first couple of levels. Mm. But uh the first two, the first two, I played the hell out of those. Enjoyed them so much. And then there was Free Space later on. And Free Space and Free Space 2, those were some epic like uh sp- uh What's that called again? That that sort of
1: genre or, or space opera. Yeah, they right? were
0: th- the space opera uh
1: f- fighter sims, right? They were the real um character driven, you know, story-driven games, right? If I'm remembering right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Where there where there's like the war going on between uh between Earth and the Vesudans, and then the Shivans show up and start like blowing the fuck out of everything on both sides and uh, having it having to team up to like stop them from like genociding all the humans and all the uh, and all the fasudans
1: the fasudans
0: and then the second one they come back
1: i never played that but it was always on my list of games you should play you
0: should definitely pick them up i know you're not on uh, steam anymore but
1: i'm pretty sure they're also on gog yeah well, let's take a look. Let's do it live. Let me get on GOG.com. Let's check out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, wait. Descent Free Space. Yes. And Free Space 2. Oh, there we go. Yeah. nine ninety nine. That's cool. DRM free. Yeah. You should pick them up. I'll put that on my... Uh, what was the year? 1999? 1999. Yeah. All right. Put a little Somewhere favorite marker there, yeah. on there and... uh remember to take a look at it though lately i've been taking notes for the show and not following up i was going to do a bunch of stuff for the show this uh this episode but i got all bugged down with somewhere between work and trying to get this damn live stream working that took a couple days i was working on it all night last night you got it now yeah woohoo! oh you you forgot
0: something early at the beginning of this episode again oh uh drinks i heard i heard you sipping yeah what are yeah. you
1: drinking uh i I'll, I just got tea i've got a little tea bag tea it's a honey uh something I don't know the box was orange your tea bag and your tea yeah tea bag in my tea it's a uh, not even caffeinated it's actually oh man not, not particularly great but you know it's it's the the bottom of a box that was in my uh my uh, pantry, so I'm, I've got probably one or two left, and then I'll bet, buy something I really like. Ah, yeah. ah. Uh, well, it goes on.
0: I just got myself a new kettle, so I can uh, I can have hot
1: chocolate. <laughs> yeah, home. I need to buy a new one. They lost it when I moved. The damn movers lost oh, a bunch of my stuff. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I've got a. Squeaky Did you have hair. it insured?
0: Oh yeah, hi John.
1: Well. <laughs> I'm supposed to. I was so I was sitting in this chair because I was setting up my stream. This is my programming chair, but I shouldn't be sitting in it. Usually, what I do is I have a piano right next to my computer, and I sit on this piano bench because then it doesn't squeak, and it also makes me sit upright, which makes me. uh, There we go. Adjust my mic, which makes me not kind of. I don't know. If you're hunched over and your head's down and everything, you're not. uh, performing as well as you should as far as vocals so this one makes you sit up yeah you you have to sit up straight and uh, hold yourself right also i I have have to keep that in
0: mind because i i generally slouch during the show and i should stop doing that
1: yeah when you take um singing lessons and voice lessons which i did for a a while when i was a teenager they teach you a bunch of stuff and, and even down to um You'll see people like this tea, you know, maybe it's not a great idea to drink uh, hot liquids or anything but basically warm water, room temperature water, if you're going to be performing. That's one thing. You'll see people drinking, um, you know, cold water right before they go on stage and things like that. That's not a great idea, especially if you're supposed to be singing in tune because your uh, sinuses and everything are all a resonant cavity. And they're full of mucus, and depending on the temperature of your face, and uh, your throat and everything inside there, changes the viscosity of it, and it changes the damping effect that it has. So if you go and uh, all warm up backstage, and you get everyone in tune, and you're ready to go, and then you go chug a bottle of cold water, it can mess you up, and you won't sound the same. So... Yikes! Usually, if you're in a professional environment, at least for the groups I were in, which was like choral groups and opera groups and stuff... You only had warm, lukewarm water backstage. No one was drinking cold water. No one's drinking coffee or anything like that. It was sort of the rule. You don't eat pizza before you go perform. It changes how the the composition of your spittle and all that. It just can make you sound a little different.
0: Hey, there's well, your t- I think it's the same thing. Like people, like when I go on when I go on hikes and stuff, or I do or I do a jog, right? I have I have like a bottle of outside temperature water right i don't i don't keep it cold or anything because because well when i do that it like in the coldness goes by my goes down like the pipe down to my stomach as it's passing by my heart and my lungs i get like this this horrible feeling in my chest yeah and i think it's because it's because like these are all warmed up because I've been I've been doing all this exercise, so the heart's like really warm and everything. And then just like the shock of something cold going by. Yeah. So I, I think I think it's there's that there's that too to consider. Like when you're doing thi- when you're doing things like that, you don't wanna you don't wanna have like the temperature shock either. Yeah. The only thing I
1: drink cold these days is beer. Um I even by water at home I have water filter like a Brita pitcher. I fill it up with water, it goes on the counter, stays there, it never goes in the fridge. I don't keep cold water. Oh, I keep mine in the fridge. Yeah, I don't do that. I, and that's out of habit. Um I don't know, I've been doing that for years. I've been doing that for 10 years or so. And uh-huh. yeah, it's uh, to the point where cold water tastes a little funny. But I like cold beer. If you give me a warm beer, I won't be happy. Well, there's some beer you can drink warm.
0: Yeah, I don't works. think any of it gets served in North America, though. No, I don't think it, I. I don't think it's good anywhere you are. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Oh, that's true too. Yep, yeah, I. I'm not a beer drinker myself. I mean, I can't stand the taste of it. Cider? That's, Cider's good. Ah, that's too
1: bad. I do like my beer. I was looking at um some random stories. There was one from BoardPanda.com uh, talking about a Polish, uh, was it Polish? It was a clam, uh, controlled switch, uh, clams and muscles like mollusk controlled switch for water purity detectors. Have you seen that? Uh, I put it in my show notes. I don't know if I, I think I posted it in the rare encounter. I,
0: I've got the article up here.
1: Yeah. And, but I haven't actually read it. Well, I'll give you this summary. Um, the, a question, if you're trying to detect, say you work at a water purification plant or you, I don't know, hell, you're testing Brita filters. <laughs> so you put the dirty water in, it goes through some process and it comes out the other side. Okay, now the million dollar question, can you quantify the the water that comes out the other side and, and compare and contrast it with the water at the input side of the filters? Well, did it do anything? Did it do what it was supposed to do? Is, there, is it working as well as it's supposed to be or do I need to cycle it more? And so... To detect the quality of water uh, can be a difficult problem. Well, there's different ways. You can take samples and test them in a lab and everything. But there's a um, Poland water supply, uh, I suppose it's a government organization, that with, the way that they do that is they actually have mollusks like clams. And in the picture right on the, the front, the first photo you see in there, you see like a clam and it's got a spring glued to the top of its shell. And it's puttied onto a, onto like a piece of, uh, looks like a piece of clear plastic. And at the end of this spring, it, there's a magnet looking thing. And what happens is when the clamshell is closed, uh, then the, uh, there's a little magnetic sensor under the magnet it, it, and it, the switch, uh, I guess the switch is open at that point. And then what happens is when the, if the clam opens its shell, it pulls the magnet away from the detector and it, uh, uh, Triggers something in in the uh, the water period you know it opens a valve somewhere else and it's just a clever uh, workaround and it turns out that clams and mussels and have uh, some sensitivity to the purity of water and they'll open and close so if they're in really toxic water it sounds like they stay closed if i'm understanding this right yeah with the water gets too toxic they close and it shuts off the uh, some valve and then it stays there as the water purifier keeps running through more and more cycles and until finally when the water is uh, pure enough that the clam is ready to open, then, then it triggers the switch and it says, oh, well, it's time to uh, dump this and get the next batch in. So that's the <sighs> that's my terrible... Su- as as you know, I'm terrible at summarizing. But the uh, there's some really good pictures in this article. You see uh, about a quarter of the way down, there's three clams inside a glass uh, tank. And there's just like a picture of a guy. I really love this picture. I gotta get a view image
0: and just, put it. Just staring at I'm
1: gonna yeah. put that wow. in the uh, the chat room for the the it's trolls like, mm, there to look cams. at. Yeah. He's just looking at it from the side. I love that picture. So hey, it looks should, so weird with them having the having the springs glued to their shells. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if I'm gonna put that actually in the show notes. That'll be a picture that we'll put there. So if you're I don't know if everyone knows this, but we produce show notes for Rare Encounter uh well actually i'll say cold acid produces the show notes i do a little contributions by keeping my own document but i'm gonna add to mine this picture and so if you have a podcast app that shows show notes um, i use podcast addict and if you swipe i think you swipe left then from the main podcast player screen, it just goes over and you're on a what looks like a web page and it just shows the show notes that we have for Rare Encounter, including pictures and links and uh, and all, all the stuff that we put inside there. So if you want to see that picture, you have to find out how to get to the uh, the show notes.
0: There you go. That reminds me. I should, uh, I should see about uh, about the uh, app that I use. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, it's showing the show notes. It's not showing pictures. Oh, well, that's not good. But it's got... Oh, no, there we go. It's just being slow. There's the pictures. What app do you yeah, use? Yeah, I use AntennaPod myself.
1: Hmm. I'd never use that one. Is it
0: any good? It's pretty decent. I found it through F-Droid. Yep.
1: Ah, F-Droid's fun. Um, there's... It's... I'm at the point where if I can find something in F-Droid, I'd prefer it over anything in the Play Store. The problem is, yeah. F-Droid
0: is on. where I look first for for an Android app. It's only if I don't find
1: something in there that I'll go to the Play Store. Yeah, especially if you want something stupid or simple, like if you wanted a flashlight app, you want to go to the F-Droid Store because you can find the open source flashlight app with any without any hooks for other bullshit built into it. Like it's it's an app that's just a flashlight without anything else, and uh, and oh, you can be certain you can be pretty much certain that. Uh, that the package
0: that gets downloaded is what you're actually seeing in the repositories as well. Because if I'm not mistaken, the main fdroid repository does its own uh, build and package for all the packages listed in there. And whenever whenever, whenever like the developer says, okay, time for a new release, and they set that up in their git repository or whatever, then fdroid goes, Oh hey, there's a new there's a new version. I should build this and then make it available. At least that's my understanding. It could it could be something completely different. I mean, yeah. I'm not really an Android person. I've got I've got the I've got the tab the Android tablet Wi-Fi only. That's simply for for doing app testing and so that I can read Mongo when I'm away from the house. <laughs> uh, my my actual phone does run android but it's an older version of android that's meant for that's meant for feature phones so it's like it's got none of the google shit in it it's got like very basic controls i actually have to do the old thing where you tap the button a certain number of times to type a letter right <laughs> you remember you remember when you had to do that for text messages oh yeah on your razor on
1: your motorola razor
0: yeah man well shit it, it, it has that
1: sort of feeling to it, it, it it's a clam and everything it is a clam well don't uh throw it in the water no i'm not throwing this <laughs> clam in the water there's um the phone i have right now is this new um it's a new pixel 4a the a is important <laughs> that's the newest uh, revision and it's actually cheaper than the four um but i had it uh i got it through this uh, no agenda phones guy and uh so he and then it's it and, got
0: Graphene OS on
1: it? And it's got Graphene OS, and so he uh, he bought it from... So, I guess Amazon doesn't have a record of me buying the phone. Uh, they have a record of him buying the phone, so that's kind of cool, now that now that I think of it. And went in and flashed Graphene OS and, and set it up and uh, put it back in the box and mailed it to me. It was great! That's paid, pretty sweet. I paid him just a little bit for his... T- Actually, I paid him a little more for his time than he asked for, because he's... Dog... You know you're uh, the configuration is Friday, the product man yeah i did that uh yeah, it,
0: value for value
1: yeah the, there's something i think he was charging 20 dollars for his time to do that and it, it's worth so much more than that because the configuration is the product in a lot of uh, a lot of these situations you know the it's if you take a hard drive say i I always go back to my own experience which is like production environment hey we're on a factory here's a machine that's critical to the infrastructure you know for us to be able to make enough widgets so that we can ship them and the computer running it has a particular configuration and the the cost of a windows license and even if there's expensive software on there, proprietary software like uh you know, a servo controller or something or other, some some kind of specialized package, data reporting packages, and all these other things, there's a cost for the software, but the configuration's actually worth way more than the sum of all the parts. The Being able to have that hard drive set up right so that it works is way more valuable than having all the individual parts. And That's something that you can miss. And so if your job is just to go into the factory and set up that drive you know if you're a dude named ben and that's what you do you know you're not writing your own software you're not doing anything else but configuring the a bunch of different parts that are doing all that
0: imaging work that is that is a
1: huge uh benefit you know it's it's highly valuable and just flashing a phone getting the operating system on there getting graphene os loaded on so it works and it doesn't crap out when you boot it you know um it's very valuable and you shouldn't undervalue that kind of thing uh I don't know. That's. Yeah. It, it reminds me of sometimes. I'm not mistaken. Oh, I was going to say when you see right. artists, especially really good artists, um, and they go, up, oh, I've got commissions open. I'm doing, um, you know, character sketch for $20 and, uh, you know, full color for uh, $25 and uh, I'll do a background for $30. It's like, what? What are you doing? All the work you're
0: doing okay. is where, Okay, You know go- what? I, I hear those. You, you tell me those prices. Starting with the basic twenty dollars, and then only only like five five or ten more for for color and a background. I'm like, whoever, I've seen whoever's charging whoever's charging that that little for the value adds is
1: underpricing themselves. Absolutely, and they're leaving money on the table. Those are real numbers that I saw, and I won't name any names, but I've I've seen people over the last couple of years. Maybe not so much. Uh, oh, I, these I've days, seen but them too the at
0: at different conventions. I've seen them yeah, by people like,
1: I know, and I pulled them aside and said, "Doug, what are you doing? This is a hundred dollars service that you're offering for for twenty. You know, that's the minimum you should be charging. And the only reason that you're getting twenty dollars a piece is because you could get you could easily pull more than that. But they're you know, some people just if you have that mindset, oh, well, I, you know, it's easy for me to draw. That means it's easy for everyone else to draw. Then." You know, well, first, you're wrong. And second, you know, you're, you're going to end up undervaluing yourself because you're not properly assessing your skill set. The same thing with flashing a phone. You say, well, it's easy for me to flash Graphene OS onto a, a new Android phone. Yeah, and you could probably do it in 10 minutes or five minutes. If I had to do that shit from scratch, I'd be talking about doing it all day. You know, it'd take a long time and a lot of effort. And I'm a technical person, too. If you tried to do that for somebody who's an, even not a technical person, you know, they might never get it done. So the, oh yeah, this is also why skills, I like the yeah.
0: like the Canna kit for for my Raspberry Pi's. I don't have to deal with all the bullshit of trying to properly flash the micro SD and everything. It's like already set up for me. I just put it in. I can select which operating systems I want to have when I'm using the Pi, and there I go. Yeah. And like, what's the what's the cost of one of these Canna kit? Kits on top of a uh, on top of a stock Raspberry Pi, not that much, and it's like, wow, you've done all of this for me, and you're only charging you're only charging this for it. It's like, yeah, I'm taking this deal. You're you're (laughs) leaving money on the table. Of course, I'm going to go for it. Yeah, yeah. They they could definitely charge they could definitely charge more for for what they're doing just for that just for that flash. Or just, yeah, just for flashing the uh, micro SD cards in advance.
1: Yeah. Uh, so many things, you know, uh, I, I'm really, I was almost going to go into a bit about tech, uh, about um, uh, scientific computing again, but I'm not going to because I've already worn that out. I was going to talk about the linear algebra library well, my... in Python. <laughs> does that lead into anything for you? Oh
0: God, yeah. Let, we... Let's 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 skip that. Let's skip that. Let's <laughs> let's go on to uh, let's go on to Robo waifus instead. Yeah, let's do that. That's more much more fun. Yeah. All so so me, have me, you hit... ever heard? Have you ever heard of? Have you ever heard of this waifu does not exist? I mean, we've discussed stuff by Gwern in the past.
1: Yeah, this is a. Um... It'll tell me if I get this wrong this is a uh, image synthesis uh, machine that has used as a learning set a bunch of anime styled images um, especially kind of bust portraits of drawn anime girls and takes all that in and then will synthesize for every time you refresh the page a original image that looks like an illustration in an anime style but it's a uh, completely synthetic based off the the machine learning uh, uh training that is had is that correct yeah well
0: instead of instead of it being a bust it's more like just the just a headshot but yeah it's uh it, it's using style two, and there's like a there's like a whole uh I forget what it's called it's not database but like it has a whole learning set of uh the training like manga style art yeah the training data yeah do you have a link for that there's also there's yeah this waifu
1: does not exist.net all right let me type that in w-a-i-f-u yes dot net here we go this waifu does not exist.net i'm going to post that in the chat even though there's no one in the chat, <laughs> but well, there's two people. Oh, there's a couple people in there. I think uh, isn't Hog Story doing a, a live stream right now? I don't think. They're uh, supposed to be,
0: on. and but I don't think I don't think they are. At least based on the, at least based on the topic in their channel, it's still just the classics, jazz and swing. Maybe Fletcher's
1: still at work. Ooh, Wait, how do I make it pause? I just got a really derpy one.
0: Oh, there's Ah. a, there's a, uh, there's a button, there's two buttons below the picture and description. There's, there's one to pause the refresh and there's another one to actually do a manual refresh.
1: I had one where eyeball went all the way over her cheek.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there's still, there's still like, yeah, the, the, the GAN is not perfect. And, and I mean we're not we're not at that point yet and i i've gotten a few where like the faces are like incorrectly shaped Mm -hmm. and and yeah there there's definitely some horror stories to (laughs) to come out of this as
1: soon as their heads turn uh so if they're looking straight ooh that's weird as soon as their heads turn uh so they're not looking directly at the camera um the foreshortening sometimes what what i'm seeing is it looks like their face will be foreshortened a little bit but the eyeballs won't be and so it looks like one eye is a lot bigger than the other. <laughs> because because the yeah, the so, eye that's further away should be a little smaller, but the the for some reason it's, this it's not done that. Wow, this one looks like she looks like yeah, she's I ju- a I just
0: pasted I just pasted one in in IRC <laughs> and like you can see like yeah, that that's pretty
1: fucking <laughs> creepy. This one looks like Holo with a uh, <laughs> from Spice and Wolf, but she has a shark fin on her head. Da 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 Da, da, coming for those apples da, 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 <laughs> spice da, da, da. and jaws <laughs> spice and jaws let me share that one i i got one that looks ones. like a guy one that looks like a guy yeah oh wow this is uh the what the first one you posted is really messed up yeah i know right that's uh that's
0: i think that's less a shark fin and more like an ear without an ear opening but she's <laughs> got a regular ear as well well, that's normal for like, anime. You know, those you know, those animal, yeah, the anime, uh, the the
1: animal girls in anime. Yeah, that's like Magic Doesn't she have two ears? The wolf girl there. What's her name? She has the uh, wolf ears. Most on top people of her have head. two ears. Do but you mean four? She has two sets of ears. She has the normal uh, human ears on the sides of her head, and then she has the the dog ears on the to- or the wolf ears on the tops.
0: Four ears. Yeah there's another thing as well to to take a look at
1: and that's waifulabs.com. waifu labs let's take a look take a look see waifu labs it's an ai project now what's this one do
0: so this one is it lets you actually like select and narrow down the waifu
1: you want okay use the grid uh hold on so start here. I choose my initial waifu. Okay. Yep. That's the first step. What I just click so on? Choose one here? of them. Now, are these procedurally yep. generated characters or are these? Uh, well, some of them look. I familiar. believe so. It's hard. It's so hard. And then to tell. the next
0: step is you can you can tune the colors. Okay. So it gives you no, it gives you another grid with uh, with like slightly different color schemes, like the hair the hair and clothes can change color and stuff
1: right mm. i'm at step th- three which is the details i think is that step three i don't know yep. it's fine tune the details it says yeah i'm looking for the plug suit and i don't see one
0: yeah that's uh <laughs> good luck good yeah. luck on that
1: oh i think i picked something that made her a little derpy and then what what's this finish with the final pose oh wow wow this chick's got problems Oh, Lord, God,
0: you're going to have to you're going to have to save, you're going to have to save this one
1: and uh, and send it to me to put in the show notes. Yeah, let me pop this for Let me save the desktop and then pop it in the show notes. It looks like so let me describe what I'm seeing here. It kind of looks like she's tried to wear a bra, but instead it's like a I don't know. It looks like a shoulder holster. And then she has toothpaste running down her left shoulder and some kind of. Um, you know, in the Matrix, when Neo has his, those tubes stuck in his arm, you know those—I uh, can't remember the word—the uh, the junction where uh, the connectors. He's been connectorized. She's yeah. one of those. She's got one of those on her arm, and her ear is very blue. So her hair turned a little blue, but her ear is really blue, like she's drowning. Let me pop that in the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she's doing too well, dog. Uh, I don't know where I'm gonna put. this. I think on this here.
0: one I just created did pretty good, though
1: yeah uh where's the link
0: uh you have to actually i think save and then put it up
1: somewhere oh that's fine um i put mine in my show notes page under i'm gonna make a new heading since we didn't we're not gonna talk about starship girl yamato let me put it under that here we go yeah not today at least even put her on a pillow i didn't realize that
0: (laughs) yeah you can you can get pillows you can get pillows of them
1: man you're gonna have a bad dream with this one
0: <laughs> don't want that kind of dream. Yeah, that's uh. Whoa! It's not not only does she have like this this tube piercing through her armpit up to her <laughs> neck. It looks like she it looks like she's getting boob squeezed down by this other thing going across her chest. I think it's a, a shoulder holster backwards. It, it kind of looks idiot. like it, but it's, it's like it's definitely not. It's definitely not doing any good for her bust.
1: Yeah, she is like so her arm. Her left, uh, I guess that would be her right arm. It comes off the shoulder, and then there's a 45-degree bend inside the bone
0: <laughs> to go yeah, straight like, down.
1: This, this doesn't look like proper anatomy. No, no, no. Well, there's machine learning for you. There's your algo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good luck. So yeah,
0: def- definitely
1: definitely, room for improvement in all this stuff. Yeah. That makes me uh, – there's another AI topic I wanted to bring up, but I, I didn't get to do all the research I wanted. I was going to come in with a detailed report on this uh, this crap. But last time we had Flavor News, Flavor News, um, about McCormick, and they had bought this – Again? One. Well, this one's not um, precisely about the Who have the they bought this time? They didn't buy anyone else. <laughs> but McCormick and Company has been doing work with IBM on using AI to pick flavors – um and generate rep- recipes so they have i've been trying to run this to ground and it just i didn't get to it this week i really wanted to i'm gonna post the the uh the link anyway but it's on uh, phys.org uh phys like the physics uh, site and it's just about mccormick and their efforts with ibm and ai and flavor and they have a video uh, i'm not gonna play the video on here but well hold on hold on i'm i'm looking at the article yeah yeah
0: i I have to do i have to do this cold read oh go ahead go ahead flavor experience creation is a challenging domain the science of how humans experience flavor is not well understood it's a combination of at least three senses smell taste and appearance the idea that the tongue can be mapped into four taste areas sour sweet salty and bitter has been debunked it's just not that simple. Most scientists agree there is at least one more taste, umami, umami, and that tasting occurs in more places than just the tongue. Oh, umami. Every taste receptor, wherever it occurs, can detect all five tastes. There is also a genetic component involved, which helps explain why some people experience cilantro as a, ple- as a delightful herb, while others experience it as unpleasant. It's called brain damage. I'm speaking no, of those not. who don't like, like it. <laughs> cilantro, uh, cilantro tastes like fucking soap, dude. Ah, uh, it's great,
1: it's great. You put
0: on everything. I, I can't stand it. I make I make sure when I get my burritos that there's no cilantro involved. Uh,
1: man, that's a shame.
0: It is a shame. It is a shame <laughs> that like that it tastes like c- fucking soap. Ah, it's like great. Ivory all in my mouth, man.
1: Hmm. Ugh. So they have this whole AI uh, system they're putting together, it has algorithms that are trying to figure out what the human response to flavor combinations will be. The appropriate ratios of raw materials. Uh, to to create what they... And when they say raw materials, I'm pretty sure they don't mean food. I'm pretty sure they mean some of these artificial no, ingredients. No, of course not. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: this, this, is, this is artificial intelligence for artificial flavor.
1: Yeah, so uh, of the vats of different flavor chemicals, you know, it's going to decide how much to squirt inside the pot before they stir it up. So... Mm-hmm. It reminds me of... Um, oh, God, was that Asimov had uh, in foundation... Do you remember what everyone ate in that? I think it was no, of yeast the whole it's am I remembering that correct they maybe it was a different novel I think it was the foundation series though where they had uh everyone eats yeast I, flavored yeast there, there, is hamburger? One, there was one
0: there is one ex i remember in in one of the prequel books that he wrote in like the eighties there was a uh, there was like a ex baser a uh, community more or less hidden on Trantor and yeah they they had like some flavorless yeast that uh, that they ate and they they stayed apart from like all the other people
1: they that became part of the uh the lore of the foundation series i'm i'm almost positive of that now where they had uh no
0: it wasn't yeast it was it was like some some myconid some some sort of fungus although actually isn't yeast a fungus yeah it is huh i'm pretty sure it was
1: described as yeast specifically um if i'm remembering correctly and i think it was just in foundation maybe it was in the first book the uh that idea foundation i'm pretty sure is the one foundation i'm just typing it in duck duck go i'm gonna duck duck go it I did Foundation Yeast, and I got, first hit, Yeast Infections Urology Care Foundation. Let's see, no. (laughs) This is not what I wanted. That doesn't sound right. Uh, It's a good thing. Safe search is on. Okay, moving on. Yeah, so what was I getting at? I was going to say, that's the future. You're just going to eat, you know, uh, bug squash with uh, beef flavor in it.
0: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna eat we're gonna eat yeasty bugs. We're going to own nothing, and we're going to love it.
1: Yeah, you're gonna do what we say, or uh, you know, well, you build back better. Yeah. Eh, well. In yeah, the mycogen sector. The mycogen sector. Yeah, is that what it's called? That's the yeah. bug eating. Uh, they guys? were
0: they were originally from Aurora from the from the robot series. Hmm. And. Now live in like this secluded part of Trantor.
1: Hmm. I'm pretty sure that was it. Those were that was a good series where you had what was the first the first story and that was when they blasted everyone off into space. They go live at the end of the galaxy and uh, write Wikipedia their whole lives. That was the premise, wasn't it? Here's something. Here's <laughs> something for here's something from from Wikipedia. Might go
0: for under under like a sub article about Trantor. Administrative sectors. uh, Mycogen. As Asimov explains in Prelude to Foundation, their name is formed from the Greek stems myco, meaning yeast or other types of fungi, and gen, meaning maker or producer, which matches the description of mycogen mycogen as specialized in breeding and exporting yeast, or microfood, to other portions of Trantor. It kept the best for itself. The food eaten by Selden in Mycogen was the best he ever had on Trantor. Mycogenians were the descendants of the ancient spacer world Aurora and lamented the loss of their ancient homeworld and culture, including robots. They lived by a strict religion they considered to be history. The scripture of the Mycogenians mentions Aurora, robots, and other topics, and during the events of Prelude to Foundation, Harry Seldon found a long-inactive robot, which was revered by the Mycogenians. Hmm.
1: The, uh... I found the origin of this. It was not from the first Foundation book. It was from another Asimov book, which was Caves of Steel, which was his noir uh, uh, detective story set in uh, Yeah, those Future are the New robot York. series. Yeah, so I, that a little messed up, but I think That's, they're all canonical. They all exist in the same uh, universe, don't they? Yeah, they all got they all got connected together. The robot
0: series and Galactic Empire series and the Foundation series were all connected through one of his, well, a couple of his later writings. Uh, uh, if you go, if you look at Foundation's Edge and Foundation in Earth, right. Those com- those directly connect Foundation and uh, and the earlier
1: Robot series. Yeah, I'm trying. To, I know I've read both of those. Um, I just can't remember what uh, there was. Foundation and Earth. There was also Foundation and Empire. I read that one too, but it's been so long.
0: I... Yeah, uh,
1: Foundation
0: Empire was uh, was the the second of the original trilogy books. Yeah. There's Foundation. Foundation and Empire and Second Foundation, which was the
1: third book. <laughs> Oddly yeah. enough, yeah. And
0: then, and then, like over twenty years later, he does Foundation's Edge, then Foundation and Earth, and <laughs> I, then I
1: thought you were gonna say over twenty years later George Lucas stole his bullshit and made a movie.
0: No, no, and which, then which also happened in but... <laughs> uh, yeah, and then he wrote Prelude to Foundation, Forward the Foundation which, uh, which happened before Foundation, right? But still in the, still in the area, era of Harry Seldon.
1: I liked the, uh... what you
0: find, yeah.
1: I liked the Harry Seldon character they had in, uh, I think it was the mid part of uh, the foundation, the first book, where they've gone off to, they have blasted off, they're at the edge of the universe, the galaxy, the galaxy is collapsing around them. And they have this giant, like, what was it, like a mausoleum or something, where where they have Harry Seldon's message to the future has been uh, enshrined in this time capsule. And they're all coming down after whatever it was, hundreds of years of, uh, of going along with his plan. They're all standing there and just kind of hoping that it's like, okay, well, we're going to open up and make sure he's going to make see what he has to say. And so they uh, they go down there and, and just the uh, – I remember that scene in the book. I, I really liked it where they're, they're like, yeah, this could kind of be bullshit. We don't know what's going to happen. This could have been – we could be out it's in big space. Like, yeah. and They had a bunch of people who didn't uh, – weren't going along with the program. And they were just saying, "Yeah, what are we doing?" <laughs> Following the no, dead was guy more for like, hundreds of years. That was more like
0: fifty years later. I remember he was dead at that point, it and that, it was a hologram when, of him. Yeah. Well, yeah. For all those messages, he was he was already dead. The but like those first ones, that was like only fifty years after after founding of the foundation.
1: The found foundation.
0: In uh, now in the. Part where the mule happens. Yeah. Then things have gone off the rails. That was an
1: excellent book also, right? Second Foundation.
0: Yeah. Well, that was Foundation and Empire
1: where the mule shows up. Um hmm, hmm,
0: hmm, hmm, hmm,
1: hmm. Was it well, maybe that was the plot that led into Second Foundation, The Second Foundation. It did lead into it. Maybe that's what I'm remembering. Uh Yeah, you're right cuz I remember he was in the second book. But I thought he was in the Second Foundation, too. Oh, but I guess the Second Foundation's a through- Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's been so long since I read these damn things. They all blend together. A great arc, though. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth being adapted. Great great books. Classic science fiction. Yeah. There's your reading list for uh, for the week. Yeah. All right. What else do we get to read this well, the week?
0: Well, the fun thing is is that, uh, is that the the original Foundation trilogy probably
1: could be read in a week. <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe. If you really went at it. I mean, you'd be finishing, you have to finish a oh, book every Oh, the way that days. I read. Yeah. You'd have to finish them pretty, uh, I pretty mean, fast. I I
0: eat books. Uh,
1: you want to bring up anything else on this show?
0: Oh, how about, uh, going back to video games? Sure. This is something I meant to, this is something I meant to bring up last week, but we didn't get around to it. Mm-hmm. And, uh. So one, once again, we see studies that show that vi- playing violent video games does not make you violent. And this so is ten year a ten year study was published in December that determined that play, and playing playing games from like as young as ten years old, like violent games from that young doesn't actually translate into violent adult behavior and where is this published again? Did you say that already it no, I didn't, but it was published in the Journal of Cyber Psychology, Behavior, and social
1: networking and mm. which is which is a mouthful yeah well you know i my opinion on published material uh, is kind of low right now, so owing to uh, some earlier Yeah, but uh, I mean this isn't
0: this isn't the, this isn't the first and it's probably not the last time we're going to see these studies that say that yeah, these don't happen despite all the despite all the moral guardians who keep saying, "Oh, if you if you play these video games, you're going to turn
1: into a serial killer." Murder simulators. Well, that's not and a no, fair that's bar. That's yeah. that's not a th- that's a bit of a straw man because no one's saying that playing a violent video game will turn you into a serial killer i don't think that's what the studies that that no, but to they show do that say they do say you.
0: that if you if you play these sort of games you're going to be a violent person
1: they do say that or they think that there's a first they have some metric of how do you tell how violent a person is. And who knows exactly what that was when they uh, decided to study it. I'm sure s- being able to select that uh, parameter and what it is and how it's measured has a lot to do with the outcome of the study, you know. So
0: just, yeah. just concluding I would li- that. I would have liked to have read the actual, to read the actual published article, but unfortunately it's behind a paywall and I'm too I'm too cheap to go ahead and actually pay to
1: read it. Yeah. Indeed. Some of those I used to... Yeah. I, I can get through work, you know? Some of those payrolls I can break through because if I have credentials or whatever. Depends 24 on
0: hours to viewer download. 60 bucks US. Yep. For one article. So yeah, screw that shit. Yep. That's... Um, Meanwhile, on the other hand, uh, John C. Dvorak published an essay on his Substack in December about... Uh, about uh, disgusting images in the computer game where instead instead of uh, saying that people people are becoming more violent that all these violent video games might be too good at letting us release any sort of aggression that we should be feeling and turning people into spineless pacifists brain dead slabs that well, it's more like it's more like he's saying that all the realism in like more modern, violent games are actually could actually be like scaring us, like even on a subconscious level, and making us more fearful of uh, actual violent of events, and so that the the mental health concern around violent video games is actually. Swinging the other direction from all these people who are having moral panic about them turning turning people into like violent offenders. It was pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting, like looking at that as a comparison. Mm. I'm gonna stick this all in the show notes, of course.
1: Oh sure. I think I read the uh, when it came out, which was a couple weeks ago, the uh, Dvorak piece. I didn't think much of it, yeah. honestly. I I skimmed it and. So oh, this sounds like a discussion that's already been had in a dozen different ways and was much more interesting a decade ago than it is now. So, there's so many other things to think about than this. That was my opinion on there's it. I, s- I saw it and I glossed yeah. over it. Don't really, uh, it, the topic doesn't interest me that much. So well, there, there's your it.
0: problem. You just glossed over it. You didn't actually
1: read it thoroughly. I got his conclusion and I said, yeah, it's okay, fine. That's another two cents. Someone else's two cents. I,
0: I think it's, a, it's I think it's two cents that was worth covering. I mean, I mean, Dvorak's not always right. Uh, we know, right? I mean, Macintosh and mouse and stuff, right? Like, uh, well, I think it's funny he's that more, they, he's more often right than uh, than wrong. I think it's funny even that mouse he, thing went around. Even if he is like always such a buzzkill about things.
1: I think it's funny it came back around and now uh, no one wants to use a mouse anymore. They want to touch their screen instead. Yeah, he was
0: wasn't, so, in a way, he wasn't wrong, he was just really premature, like, what, 35 years, thir, just 35 years off, no big deal.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, well. Yeah, it, it happens. So, we got some, uh, podcast. um, we talked about the New York Stream Report yeah. already, um, You've got Hog Story uh, had their episode out on one four. That was uh, on Monday. That was uh, demand being, and that one had a false start. They had a, a Fletcher pull a Fletcher to use a line. I was I was
0: there. I got I got to I got to be part of the uh, of the uh, pre-show show <laughs> where like like the first half hour or more of the episode wasn't recorded and they had to start over. Yeah.
1: No, so we had big the- oops.
0: Big oops, but it it was fun. It was fun,
1: that's it, for sure. Yeah, the redo episode is uh is up on their uh, their website that got published. Grumpy old Ben's had their uh, episode smacks of equality that was out on Monday. Um, the discussion they didn't have a guest on that one. No, they didn't have a guest on that. That was just Ryan and. Uh, I don't Darren remember there being a guest now. No, no. no. Um there's some guests coming up, but uh who's on Hog Story next? First we think Hog Story might be streaming now. I don't know. Someone said they Darren were
0: Darren is on uh, is on Hog Story tomorrow. Yeah. And yeah, right now they are they are in the smoker doing a doing a chat. I figure about uh I figure about
1: today's uh, big events hmm. because holy crap. Oh yeah. There's uh it's been yeah. two, and seventy five days since the last episode of Maps with Matt um let's see tonight nick the and rac- if
0: there is if there isn't a new episode if there isn't a new episode by yeah this time next week we get to go and like kick his french canadian ass because it's he said it yeah, two weeks off of work and in that time he's gonna get that fourth episode done <laughs> it, it's been it's been almost two
1: weeks now matt where's the episode where's the episode matt we're talking to you <laughs> Nick the Rat tonight is doing 2021 <laughs> predictions and you can call up Nick the Rat and uh, tell him he, he did his prediction show for the previous year. Uh, he did a, uh, a recall event where he went and read the 2020, January 1st, 2020 predictions um, just recently, just uh, went through. He got a couple of them, right? Yeah, the I was listening
0: to that. Uh, I was listening to that last week. He had a couple yeah, of the, the death pool. Deadpool. That, was, that was scary accurate.
1: Yeah. Then uh, a couple other random predictions uh he got true and some of them uh not so true but you know that, that's it nick the rat so if you want to try again for next year uh tune into nick the rat tonight uh give him a call give him your 2021 predictions um and then after our show we have uh Abs in a six-pack and they might be live early i think but he announced uh Sir yeah, Cedar, well, he's gonna be live with boo berry tonight at eight so uh i think they they started a little earlier about the same time we did so they might already be going but that should be good. Absinthe 6-Pack six, six has been popping off lately.
0: And, and then uh, there's uh, Behind the Schemes. You've been listening to that, right?
1: I caught one or two episodes. But you mentioned it last week, right? I think. Yeah. No, I haven't caught their most recent one. Okay. I've listened to it. Uh, it,
0: sounds, it sounds like good listening.
1: Oh, yeah. That's uh, BooBurry and who else is on it? It's a guy named Malachi and I'm going to forget the third guy's name. When I uh, when I was listening, I don't think he was. Uh... Oh, you know, if I could go behind the schemes and find it on search, then maybe I could uh, find out what their names are. But since I can't,
0: don't forget the E's are uh,
1: threes. Yeah. In, in schemes. Well, I'll, I'll leave that to the uh, the experts then. Well. Yeah. <laughs> coming up uh, next, let's see. We've got our uh, sports team, which is the uh, the Vagen Crazy Dreamers versus the Surrey Exalted. And coming against... Uh,
0: excuse me, but I have to fact check you on that. Was it's it... Pron- Vaughn, not Vaughn.
1: Vaughn? Yeah, it's pronounced Vaughn. Vaughn, crazy Vaughn. dreamers, versus the Surrey. Yeah, Exalted. like V-A-U-N. Vaughn. Uh, okay. Well, coming against my will and leaving disappointed, I've been Evil Kirby.
0: And be
1: in another pain in the ass for another episode.
0: I'm cold acid. Catch you later. Doodles.